This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, September 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. IID settles lawsuits with L.A. District. Farm Water Coalition broadens. Dems to force vote on debt limit increase and U.S. and U.K. Talk trade. Imperial and L.A. Water District settle Colorado River lawsuits. The Imperial Irrigation District and the Metropolitan Water District of Southern California have settled a legal conflict over emergency drought plans for Colorado River allocations. In 2019, IID held up negotiations over the drought contingency plan, arguing the agreement would not include additional funding for restoring the Salton Sea. The reservoir and surrounding communities have suffered severe environmental impacts as local farmers conserved water, leading to less runoff into the lake. Metropolitan instead signed onto the plan without IID and agreed to provide the district's share of water reductions. This led to two lawsuits against the Urban Water Agency. The new settlement agreement commits both agencies to seeking additional state and federal funding for restoration projects. It brings IID back to the negotiating table with the seven states, two nations, and several Native American tribes that rely on the river. The current level of reliance is not sustainable, said Metropolitan General Manager Adele Hodgkin-Leland in a statement. IID General Manager Henry Martinez added that the only way to ensure long-term viability of the river is for both agencies to work collaboratively on these critical matters. The agreement comes as decades-long mega-drought deepens and the Bureau of Reclamation declaring the first-ever Tier 1 shortage last month. Conservation groups join ag in calling for water infrastructure spending. The Environmental Defense Fund and Trout Unlimited have joined California farm groups and water agencies in calling for Congress to add more infrastructure dollars for water, forestry, and ecosystem restoration. The Senate passed an infrastructure bill in August that included $8 billion for Western water needs. The coalition's letter to congressional leaders is asking to double the spending for conservation programs that help drought-stricken farmers. They are also asking for $30 billion for wildlife prevention efforts that improve forest and watershed health. Another $1.5 billion would offer relief for dry wells and compensation for reducing water use. The coalition also calls for $170 million for technology to improve weather forecasting and runoff projects. They argue the funding would provide jobs as well as environmental benefits. Importantly, it will spur economic recovery and prepare us to meet the water needs of the next generation in the face of a changing climate, reads the letter. Democrats forcing vote on debt limit, risking shutdown. Democratic leaders have made it official. A continuing resolution that's needed to avert a government shutdown on October 1 will include a provision to increase the debt limit. Addressing the debt limit is about meeting obligations the government has already made, like the bipartisan emergency COVID relief legislation from December, as well as vital payments to Social Security recipients and our veterans. 
that in a joint statement from Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Republicans won't support the increase, saying it's needed to accommodate the Democratic $3.5 trillion Build Back Better spending plan. Democrats do not get to ram through radical far-left policies on party-line votes, brag about how they are transforming the country, but then demand bipartisan cover for racking up historical debt. That Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell discussing in a tweet the Schumer-Pelosi announcement. Regan eyes November for next step in WOTUS process. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Regan says a proposal to restore regulations defining waters of the U.S. to those that were in place before the Obama administration's 2015 rule could be issued by November with another proposal redefining WOTUS to follow a year after that. Speaking to attendees of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture's annual meeting in Louisville yesterday, Regan offered a fresh timeline and said the Biden administration plans to craft its own regulation using lessons learned from the 2015 Clean Water Rule and the Trump administration 2020 Navigable Waters Protection Rule, which has been vacated by a federal court. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. OSHA moves forward and toward development of heat standard. The federal government is increasing its oversight of farms and other operations where workers are exposed to extreme heat. It is launching an enforcement initiative and encouraging employers to provide water, rest, and shade as needed to cope with high temperatures. OSHA said yesterday it is stepping up efforts to protect workers and will be prioritizing, quote, heat-related interventions and inspections of work activities on days when the heat index exceeds 80 degrees Fahrenheit. The agency also said, quote, it would take a significant step toward a federal heat standard by issuing an advance notice of proposed rulemaking on heat injury and illness prevention in outdoor and indoor work settings. Again, you can read our full report at agripulse.com. FSIS says labeling of plant-based products is out of its jurisdiction. USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service says it does not have the jurisdiction to regulate the labeling of plant-based products. In a 2019 petition, the U.S. Cattlemen's Association asked the agency to limit the use of, quote, meat and beef to just animal products, effectively precluding the use of those terms by plant-based or cell-cultured products. But FSIS said under the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, the Food and Drug Administration is responsible for regulating the labeling of such products. And FSIS said it is currently requesting comments on the status of cell-cultured meat. The agency stated in its response to USCA that when it becomes aware of a non-animal product being labeled as meat or beef, it notifies the Food and Drug Administration. Vilsack says climate action, state appointees, coming shortly. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says the Biden administration will be announcing new steps on agriculture and climate very, very shortly, and also will start filling the department's state-level leadership position within days. 
Speaking yesterday at the annual Ag Outlook Forum in Kansas City, Missouri, sponsored by AgriPulse and the Agri- Agricultural Business Council of Kansas City, Vilsack provided no detail about the department's coming announcement on climate policy, but he said it would be clear that the administration has paid attention to concerns expressed by the ag industry. Secretary Vilsack said, quote, we've listened very, very carefully on the issue of climate, and we've heard some really good advice from farmers and ranchers and those who represent farmers and ranchers on how best uh, a structured approach would be most accepted. That the word of Vilsack. Again, read our full report at agripulse.com. Finally, here's today's He Said It. I'm from Georgia. I can't tell you who I am in 10 minutes. That American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall commenting on the amount of time he was allotted for addressing attendees at the annual meeting of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, September 21st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.